0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Oh, if your first time listening or joining, uh, welcome. Uh, if you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us. Uh, happy Saturday. Hope you're having a good uh, or you had a good week and you are headed into having an even better weekend. I've got a great guest uh, lined up for you today. Um, Matt Landon. And if you read any of the description uh, on or, you know, if you're watching right now, just tuning in, check the description, um, everything that he is doing and talking about from uh, the documentary that I just watched. I just finished watching it uh, right before this called Franken Skies. The direct links to that are all down in the description. All the direct links to Matt and all his products and everything that he's got going on are going to be in the description. So, when I come back from the intro, we will get right into this discussion. Uh I'm I'm really curious about it. I've been I've been following like chemtrail stuff and and things like that for a while now. So it's going to be cool to have somebody that actually knows something about this and has done some research. The the documentary was actually pretty good. It was actually really good. Um and it just stuck with clips of Actual factual events And uh, yeah I enjoyed watching it And uh, hopefully you will too So I will be right Back or we will be right Back after these messages Where are we
1: at Sean Dustin spent time in federal And state prison for drug trafficking And fraud upon release In 2006 he had Nothing but the clothes on his back A bag of mail and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. And this is Sean Dustin.
0: Hey, what's going on, Matt? Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much for having me on. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, just enjoying the weekend so far. Got some stuff taken care of this morning. Like I said, I watched your, your documentary. Great job, by the way. Oh, uh, thanks
2: so much. Is it smoky there? Smoke's been pretty gnarly where I'm at.
0: Yeah, it is really smoky here. Uh, it's it, it just it's not it it, there was a little bit of a break and then it like for the last five days it's been the same and so i've been inside mostly i live right on the delta on the water and so i just kind of been chilling out trying to stay out of it
2: well it really should be fresh air where you are at the whole san francisco bay area should have a nice current off the ocean consistently whenever that smoke starts to accumulate on the coast especially i start to you know question where's my coastal breeze i mean not everything has to be a conspiracy theory, right? But they are seemingly directing the smoke and having it sit on top of us. And when the smoke does clear, I've noticed chemtrails on top of it. I mean, it seems like they're mixing the two together and, and all that, but hello, happy Saturday. Welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for, for the listeners out there who aren't familiar or, you know, don't think that, you know, this is a thing. um, I just, I, I, explain, it, explain it, explain how you got involved in this and kind of your trajectory. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, sorry, it's, man. No, no, it's a big, it's a big topic. And for people that are new to it, it's like, where do you even start? You know, it's like trying to sink your teeth into, uh, Of an apple that's so big you can't even get your mouth around it right but you want to try you want to get involved but usually you have to learn the who what why where when and how before you can really grasp something especially something that you want to be able to eventually convey onward to your friend family and peers you know answer questions for others or tell somebody about what you've learned and what all that sort of stuff so chemtrails is the sprain of aerosolized um, like fog, like, like, like literal, like, um, haze, like spraying of haze out of the back of jets um, for different purposes, you know, different chemicals being sprayed in like a haze, like a smoke screen kind of thing. And then it gets really involved, like chemtrails can be to modify the weather, or to dim how much sun we get, or all of these things. And it gets, it gets down this elaborate rabbit hole. But um, what people just need to know is that um, there's jets and drones that are used to spray different chemicals in the sky for different purposes. The way that I got into it is, well, I thought I knew so much and I, I didn't know much at all. I started working on, on this farm when I was like 35. And my buddy from back home just dropped the word chemtrails on me in a conversation on the phone. And I had never heard of it, didn't know anything of it. I knew about some, some conspiracy stuff, you know, I was always really open-minded, but I had witnessed full-on weather modification, drought causation on the farm. There was this big storm coming in and all these planes showed up in this very rural Northern California town. I was living in Northern California after having gone to grad school in uh, Humboldt, um, Cal State Humboldt, and where I lived in Arcata, it's a very, very small town rural agriculture and, and and the organic coastal farm that I worked on, you'd see like one plane a day. And on the edge of this big black storm cloud where we're supposed to get a week's worth of rain, all these planes showed up and they grid the sky with these lines out of the back of the jets. And the storm came and it didn't drop any rain. I didn't think anything was going on. I had no idea. I had no reference point, but I had the memory. And a few months later, my buddy referenced chemtrails to me and said, how can people see this in their face and not do anything about it? And I had no idea what it was. So I looked it up. And then I got, you know, really upset that I I had no idea that I didn't know something about this. And how could I have not known anything about this? And how come nobody knew anything about this? And then I started really digging. And then I found that there were activists. But then I found that maybe some of them I figured out were actually like CIA agents pretending to be activists, and that really made me upset. So I kind of took the bull by the horns and made the movie and tried to get the information out there in a palpable way because if you start to dig you find so much confusion disinformation misinformation you don't even know where to begin so the movie takes you to 1920s and it shows you historical chronological clips it's not even really my stuff or my movie it's military footage by the time you're halfway through the film it's pretty eye-opening and self-evident that the weather can and likely is engineered and controlled but it's just the the literal military footage like the like the, the, like you literally taking the foot out of their mouth and showing like with their
0: tools, what they do and can do. That's what I really enjoyed about it is there wasn't, you didn't really narrate it. I think, I know, I know like towards the end, you were in a couple of the clips, you know, uh, leading out of, out of the documentary, but all of that coming up to there. So like a whole hour to uh, no, actually more than that, like an hour and 15 minutes is all clips pulled from the military showing all the different operations um operation cumulus operation um what was another one you did uh something water something anyways all of them had names and they were all military grade operations and so it was you know cloud seeding is a thing i think that in dubai don't they make artificial weather there
2: well, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great um, comment, question, and they're doing it in the public eye now, which is very fascinating. So different um, military, military project names. There was a Storm Fury where they make lightning. They literally learned how to make lightning. There's um, yeah, Cumulus and uh, Popeye. In Popeye, they flooded the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and they used weather as a weapon in Vietnam, The entire United Nations came together. They knew what the U.S. did. They voted 52 countries to zero to ban weather warfare as a war tactic. But there's the caveat that you could experiment on the weather on your own people. And so every country seems to somehow do that one way or another. But in the public eye, the global media, which is weird, it's controlled, but they're somehow releasing and telling us now that, yeah, Dubai recently made a lot of rain, and nowadays, you don't have to have uh, cloud seeding, which um, basically when a cloud is going by, you can make it so the water droplets couple together on a, on a seed, a little drop of dust or silver iodide, or even back in the day, they used dry ice, which is frozen carbon dioxide. Um, basically, what it is is giving the water something to grab onto so that the rain drops out. It's called cloud seeding. Ski resorts do it. Um, Hydroelectric plants do it and even farmers used to do it and it used to be common practice to seed clouds Well now the technology exists and it's even just been released publicly in the media that Dubai was making um, rain with uh, lasers like drones shooting lasers in the clouds and making it rain so they've advanced beyond the cloud seeding and it's just so curious to me that it's coming out in the public attention in the public eye, even Russia as well. And like uh, back when China had the Olympics, there was a lot of talk and disclosure of, of weather modification to clear out the smog and all this sort of stuff. But the big question still, the big elephant in the room in my world still is, if we can modify the weather, then why don't we ever do it for our own good? Why don't we ever alleviate drought? Why don't we ever quell a hurricane? We know how to quell a hurricane. It's Totally easy. I mean, given the, the tools in our tool belt that we've had for decades. Um, why don't we ever make rain on top of forest fires? Why don't we ever talk about making rain on top of forest fires? That has never even been posed in any newspaper article that I've seen for decades. And it should be while, you know, we're experiencing such sm- smoke and drought and fires, literally burning down towns and what have you. You'd think that the question would come to the surface when it is available. They're just not talking about it because they
0: don't want us to think it's even a real thing. Yeah, that that's par for the course, though. I mean, just look at where we're at right now. You know, it's what's up is down, what's left is right. What's uh, you know, it's smoke and mirrors and misdirection all the way around, all the time. Uh, they keep us unbalanced. They keep us under fear. And when I say they, I don't know who they is. You know, I, that's one of the the, the, the main uh, things that I hear people, because I'm, I'm on Clubhouse quite a bit lately, and, you know, when you say they, the ones who are op- in opposition always go, who's they? Who is they? And it, when you can't name who they is, and it makes you sound like you're crazy, you know? And it's like, well, they is I mean, pick you know, pick which corporation you want to label as they because they're all involved in it. um they're all players in it. They all sit at that table at the uh, uh, what is it the um
2: Club of Rome or the, yeah. Bil- or the Bilderberg group, and the they, if I can interject really quick or interrupt, please you. save me. I was I was okay. trying I was
0: struggling. I was
2: grasping no, and I've given this such deep thought because. Because, brother, I went from a pretty normal dude to the chemtrail guy on earth, you know? And I, I faced a lot of flack. And, um, I mean, feedback isn't even the right word. I, 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 it was an uphill battle for quite some time. And I lost all my childhood friends and all this. And I've had to answer all these questions. And the thing is, people are so across the board. They're programmed to a T. And they're all programmed the same way. And they say the same things. Oh, who's they? Ha <laughs> ha. It's it's through the media and the different mechanisms that they get to have these trigger words and then to come down on you as a conspiracy theorist through their group think psychology that's been created for them in a literal think tank. They're not even using their own heads, they're using someone else's ideas that they think are their ideas. To answer the question of who is the they? I mean, people ask me that sometimes and I go, Satan. they don't like that that answer you know but it's like i don't have the time to really get into it what do you want to hear you know the Rothschilds, the pope the dark nefarious shadow governments and all this sort of stuff like you're not going to give them the right answer but there's this back to the who what why where when how there is this thing it's part of the cognitive dissonance um that we have to face and deal with and being a conspiracy theorist or a truth seeker truth bringer light bringer whatever you want to call us because we are in an interesting place right now and our shoes just got like these shoes just got really big these are big shoes to fill all of a sudden like we're not just these tinfoil hatters anymore we're the torch to light the way out of this mess and we do need to provide some of the answers some of the times to some of these people to print to plant the proper seeds so that you know people can find their way and Having the right answers is tough, and people want to know all these answers so that they it, they it seems like they're ridiculing you, but really they want those answers so they can answer the questions when their mom asks them or their coworker or something. So they, if they really want to know the truth, they want to be able to convey it on. And just saying the boogeyman or not having the answer is I mean I could we could we could do a whole show on just the they you know because it's a shadow government, it's covert. And that alone makes it hard for us to say, oh, yeah, la-ti-da. Like some people all oftentimes say, oh, why would they do that to themselves? They would never do it to themselves. The why, 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 why. You know, you can just tell them it's greed and control. And you know, instead of getting deeper and saying they're trying to take our souls, and you know, the all this deeper stuff that I actually firmly end up believing when it gets esoteric and light versus dark the, and stuff. But the
0: Anunnaki the, and all the other stuff that I comes mean, along deep, with that.
2: How many, How deep <laughs> do you want to go? But we still do need to bring this information forward. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the they is it's very fascinating, and it gets deeper and darker and deeper and darker, and and no matter who we get to whatever level is there's someone on top of them, controlling them and pushing them down and controlling them inevitably. It seems, you know, but we can't answer all the questions, but we can do, do a good enough job to let people kind of, hone in on the light and not just completely dismiss it. The dismissing and the ridicule psychology, see, it's a ridicule psychology. They do it with they. They do it with everything. It's ingrained in the school system and everything. So anything that you want to name, like when I grew up, I grew up in Washington, D.C. We made fun of people who had crystals or talked about horoscopes or astrology and all that stuff. And it was all just embedded in me. It was Cool for me to dress a certain way, make fun of certain people, and do this othering. Like I'm not like that. Those are the the hippie, you know, flower child idiots. But now I've come full circle, and I'm the one on the other side of the fence. But I at least have information to back it up, you know. But it's it's a struggle. It's ingrained in the system, and we have to kind of break it down from the inside out. And what a beautiful place to be,
0: <laughs> right? So. Here, here's a question too that I have so if stuff is being sprayed we live in a in a in a world or on a planet that has uh gravity right so if something's uh being dropped it's going to land somewhere at some point right um you know whether it's in our lungs, whether it's on the ground um, all of these things I was listening to a gentleman who's out of, uh, and you may know who he is and I can't remember what his name is, but I know he's out of, uh, Australia. And he was doing a lot of the, uh, talking about a lot of this stuff when, um, they were having those huge fires in Australia. And, you know, he was basically, you know, blowing the whistle or just like, Hey, you know, look at this this is what's going on. And he started pointing at different things and how, you know, weather patterns, just like you were saying. The the, uh, the moisture, you could see it moving towards them, but then it just stops or stalls out constantly. And it was, uh, I think that what he was saying is that the fires, the reason why he thinks that the fires are burning so much hotter now and so much faster is because of the aluminum, the barium, and the strontium that's on the ground. That's in in the uh, you know that falls down to the ground, and the those ingredients are the same ingredients that you find in in uh, sparklers, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, um, is is that correct, or do you have a little bit more information on that? So I'm working on my sequel. I hope that it can come out soon. But it's when
2: you're when you're working on a movie that's happening right before your eyes it's kind of hard to just say, okay, let's wrap it up right now when we're in the midst of it and we haven't even won the battle, like the battle is just kind of surfacing. So when the movie will come out, I hope it's next year. In the movie, it's called franken 2, climate chains, like shackles. Because of this Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution where they're showing us fires, calling them forest fires, and then they're saying we need a solution to this, it's gonna be geoengineering, the dimming of your sun to slow down global warming. Well, they're creating these fires. The the constituents of the chemtrails are another, like, what? Like, what are they spraying? And and we've come to the conclusions through researching the patents, um, rainwater analysis, soil analysis, blooded hair analysis, air analysis, um, even the, there's numerous hidden in plain sight, public chemtrail spraying public programs ongoing. There's, NASA has this charged aerosol release experiment called CARE, C-A-R-E, where NASA has a budget of $50 million a day, and they have a full-on chemtrail program with planes and drones and all this, and they spray the skies with aluminum, barium, and strontium. Now, aluminum, aerosolized aluminum oxide and barium salts, these are patented fire accelerants. Yes, they're in sparklers, and they're being sprayed on our forests. They're literally making these forests into tinderboxes that can, I mean, explosives, I mean, they're putting explosives on our trees. So for one, yes, that is correct. And two, when these forest fires start up, they're making windstorms, they're engineering windstorms on top of these fires, instead of quelling them, which they could with rain, which they can do. And then when the rain does come, the use of electromagnetic frequencies to create high pressure systems to create like a wall of hot air, so that the Jet stream or the weather, the rain or the moisture patterns—they come towards that spot. But because it's been um, weather engineered, they cr- what they do is they spray chemtrails and then heat it with ground-based stations called HARP or ionospheric heaters. Or now they're called Nextrad. They're using Tesla technology to make intersecting radio waves superheat the atmosphere. So they air- they spray aerosolized chemicals, mixing them together. Then they zap them with radio waves, and you'll see these tight ripples form. And they can create. Uh, wall of hot air to prevent moisture from coming in so they literally like you said the jet the what the storm or something will be on its way and they'll engineer a a blocking pattern so that the storm goes around it so they Create an environment where there's going to be crazy fires by not letting water come in and create drought then they create fire through um, either um, arsons on the ground, or they make lightning storms. Like literally last year, California had a world record of 11,000 lightning strikes in one day. Similar situation a couple years back in Australia, and then this year in Canada, but it's all engineered. Okay, you can make lightning storms, you can quell lightning storms. And when you're making lightning storms and then making wind storms on top of them, spraying fire accelerants on top of it, not letting the rain come, not making rain on top of it and then saying, oh, there's a problem. It's it's global warming. We can save the day with geoengineering. It's spraying aluminum, barium and strontium in the sky in front of the sun. Don't worry, we'll dot block your sun. Maybe create a greenhouse effect and increase the heating of the planet and create this doomsday scenario. Maybe we'll put us into an ice age. Maybe the chemicals fall down and we create an even worse situation. But who knows? Don't worry, Bill Gates is in charge and he'll save the day. It's just it's, it's total nonsense. But yeah, the fire situation, I could do a whole movie about it. I'm doing a whole movie about it. And, and it's it's so important. Like like anybody who's watching, this is probably one of the most important things that we could actually wrap our heads around right here, right now. Yes, the COVID thing is important. You know, we got to, you know, that's in our face. And we have to realize this. But also there's this talk of climate change, lockdowns, and all these things. And If we don't grasp the truth and at least pass the truth down to the next generation along with maybe a tool belt of of ways to kind of combat this but if we don't embrace the truth and at least honor it by repeating it and embracing it and sharing it with our peers loved ones children then you know then there's no hope we have to wrap our heads around this and it's a very big thing the dimming of our sun, the taking away of our life source energy we're all involved here. You know, it's not like you, it's not like going to the grocery store and picking GMO or not, or you know, getting a fluoride filter on your water or maybe not getting uh, the jab or not. These are choices you can make and things you can fight against. If a global regime is trying to literally block our sun and we have the opportunity right now to maybe say something or stop them or whatever, but in a couple of years, maybe not. It's a super important topic in my opinion.
0: So my next question would be, the, the obvious is why, like, why do you think that they are, are doing this? Um, like what would be the, what would be the ultimate like goal?
2: So for questions like this, I end up uh, trying to analyze who I'm speaking to. So it's always important to meet the audience at their level. So if like, if it's your sister or your brother or your coworker, or someone, you know, you can kind of know who you're talking to. And so in that, you can like not be too extreme or be just as extreme as they want, you know, because you know who you're speaking to. So I have a couple of answers. The why is um, they want to control the weather, control the world, control everything. They're greedy, they're evil, and they want their bloodline and their people to get the sunshine, their families to get the rain and everyone else. You know, they, it's control and greed and power. Okay, that's, the, that's like the very elementary answer that I can give just about anybody. If I know the person and and they're kind of like a deeper thing, I get really spiritual with it. And I say, it's the evolution of humanity. And we're on a crash course destiny towards an evolution of like an ascension of some sort. How long does that take? What does that involve? I don't know. I believe that God has a plan for humanity. And it's kind of like slowly vibrating out of physicality and into like a vibration higher than Um, than something that can even hold physical form or something like that. I don't really know. I'm just here, and obviously, I'm just one of everyone else. But I think it's something spiritual. And I think that if you block the sun, you can slow down our evolution because there's, like, maybe download codes or something, or, or I don't know, or block the sun and we can't grow our food. It's something to do with this, like, controlling humanity but beyond like just the normal degree of control it's like pausing our evolution to buy themselves time to convince us to become like robots in the meantime like this transhumanism kind of dystopian reality um where they kind of try to control us a hundred percent like they're really afraid of losing their control and i think it's we have like an evolution that we're not completely aware of like we're on the verge of getting superpowers or something like that and this powers that be these evil a-holes they think if they block the sun and then try to chip us and control our frequency with 5g and all these other mechanisms that they can like buy themselves some time i think the sun has something to do with our like spiritual evolution and i think that if they completely dismantle it then they they think that they because i've tried to put myself in their shoes like to answer your questions I have to like take a big pause, forget who I am, Matt, and I have to go put myself in the shoes of some total delusional psychosocial sociopath, evil people that probably don't even bleed red. They're probably hardly human if they are even human. And then I have to think, oh, that's the lens through which they are trying to see the world. And it's, it's total dominance and, and, and the enslavement of humanity. But like, to what ends? Do they want to like make sure we don't have souls that progress? Or do they just want to have, like, really nice, like, things in the physical world? Like, is it just greed or is it spiritual? And I think it gets beyond greed and into, like, a very esoteric, like, good and evil, like, heaven and hell kind of thing. I think it's a battle for humanity's evolution, brother, which is really huge.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's That's a, like, I'm just asking my own self with that question. Like, when... What, what do I think? Um, well, what I know, um, from what I can see is like, there's so many things at play, you know, you've got so many different, like, if you just think of our judicial system, you think of our government, you think of, uh, the healthcare system, you think of all of these different legs that we have to our society that are all corrupt, Mm -hmm in some way, shape or form, like anytime you need a third party to explain some shit to you, there's some fuckery going on, you know what I mean? Behind the thing. And, and I just, that's just the way it is. Uh, there's so many, uh, there's just, there's just so many different aspects to how the corruption and the, like, when you think of the 1%, when they say the 1%, right? To me, that 1%, Doesn't mean anything, those people are dispensable too. It's this, it's the sliver of the 16th of the percent that's above them that own and have more wealth than all of the one percent, plus all the rest of us, and it's these families that have been you know in power and, and just sort of moving around. Through the ages, right for the last hundred years, basically from you know World War II to all the wars and you know the money that gets spent on that, and it just kind of all goes around and keeps fueling these uh, elites or these these families, right? They're the ones that are actually controlling the ebb and the flow of everything. They can tank economies, they can do whatever they want just by by directing their finances and their power and in their influence and. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, well, I know where
2: you're going. You were basically saying that there's a very, very, very rich elite on the very, very top, like controlling everything, and that family knows the game to play to never lose control, basically, and that's and that's what they're trying to do is just not lose control, and over the generations, they know that they could lose their grip if you know xyz happens and so they're just totally just moving their money around and playing their chessboard so that they never lose their grip ever and they can pass pass down the control to their you know little vulture kit children and just keep, <laughs> keep that little vulture a little
0: demon control. spawn yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean it, it is and and their and their timelines are like you know regular people people like us i mean when we have when we think of a, a goal right we're going to have a timeline and a goal a set of of 10 years these people are they're not on 10 year timelines they're on 100 150 200 year timelines that span generations that continue on the work that they've already created to to you know to have this this one agenda that they're trying to uh or that that is getting sort of like quelled. And I think that like if you just look at it, all the different things that, that have, has been happening in the last hundred years where they've been learning and learning and learning and learning and things have been progressing, progressing, they're learning how to move people and through different types of experiments, you know, that we can go back and, and look at what the government's been a part of the CIA has been a part of, um, you know, even from, you know, uh, if you want to look at the Iran Contras and the, crack cocaine epidemic where they the cia actually was a part of that and it's documented i mean it's not a it's not a conspiracy theory it's true and so there's all these different mechanisms by which they they kind ah, of it's just crazy man but you don't pay attention to it you don't pay attention to it when you're in it because as you're growing up obviously you're worried more about being a kid and going to school and doing what you're told and, and, you know, being a part of that indoctrinated sort of deal. Right. When you get into high school, it's a completely different thing. You're not paying attention to stuff like that. At least now, when I, when I was going to school, I didn't start really paying attention to stuff until like in my thirties and forties when it was like, Oh, well, wait a minute. This because the human the human species, I mean, we're really good at picking up on patterns, pattern recognition, right? Seeing patterns in behavior in people, seeing patterns in society. Uh, you know, th- 10 years ago, there's cycles, right? We go in 10-year cycles most of the time in our whether there's you know the uh the recessions to depressions to all of those things are in cycles, and they happen about like major ones happen about every 10 years to 12 years, it it just recycles and something else big will happen. Uh, And it's just, it's, it's really weird. One thing that I was looking at um, that the Spanish flu was actually in 1918, right? Mm -hmm. Then after that, you had in 1919, you had a huge strike uh, general strike, I, I want to say over like 65,000 um, Americans went on strike and stopped, you know, doing everything because of the, the situation the conditions, which led up to the Great Depression and then FDR and the New Deal. And so all of these things I see as like, happening again, like the patterns are there. We're right there again, except we we're in a different sort of a Um, media age, because at least back then, they didn't realize the the control that they had with the media because the only media that they had was the newspaper, right? That was pretty much the printing press came, and they were just starting to learn how to use the media. Now you've got all of this other media and all these other opportunities where you can kind of herd the the herd, right? You know what I mean? Just sort sort of like sheep herders which is these media outlets and the disinformation, the propaganda, and all the other stuff, right? And so I just, I was like, man, that's why I'm always preaching. I'm like, man, you know, the only way that we're going to, you know, even have a chance is if we start pushing back with our own media outlets against the mainstream narrative. And I think that we're, I honestly believe that we're winning because I think that more people are starting to wake up now and go, I mean, even after the pandemic and how they just like can shut things down like this and it doesn't matter, you know, and it doesn't because all of these people at the top are all invested in each other's companies. They're all tied in in investments. You know, they don't care about us. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if they, if they starve us out, there's going to be a whole nother group of people. They don't need, they don't need the money. They have all the money that they need. And if they don't, they can just have the government print it up, and the government will then figure out some way to direct it to them. So, I mean, this is ah, I know I said a lot, (laughs) and I'm tired now from all that. But I mean, this is like what goes on in my head. It's like you're you're thinking about all these things, and like, why like you know how how it's connected here and, and over here, and it's just so big and massive. Um, it's, it's hard sometimes to like, go, well, how can we reel this shit in? And I think one of the first, um,
2: the first things is just, is just realizing that there's no trust in media source whatsoever. Uh, and I can talk about that through this, uh, Google alerts that I signed up for, but firstly, you're talking about the long game. And I start to question if we even won world war two, I mean, the way that technology became so slowly but surely pervasive into our like well first it's in in the house and now it's in our like bedroom and now it's in our hand in our pocket and eventually it's going to be the technology is going to be inside of us you know so fast in just a couple generations they got us sitting in front of the black and white television they showed us the moon landing and ever since then, it's like this nostalgic programming where we're a we are a part of it. And the truth is so pervasive because we are involved in the evolution of this technology. It's it's part of our ego, it's a part of us, you know. So how could we deny, you know, the moon landing or anything like that? It's a part of our childhood. I mean, that's a slippery slope, it's really tough. And now the information is coming out of this smart device we're getting emitted with a frequency while we're looking at this information with a pulsing uh, light off of the device that literally messes with our hormone endocrine system the blue light tells us we're in um, sunlight which is confused with UV light and our dopamine is hit off from it and we're literally addicted to these devices so I went and signed up for Google Alerts okay Google Alerts will tell you every time a certain keyword comes up on the internet And my buddy just had me do it a long time ago for the word uh, chemtrails, just to kind of get a pulse for what was going on out there. You can put any word out there, Um, like like rabbits, let's just say rabbits. So every time the word rabbits comes up on the Internet, you'll get like a notification. So I had it just be once a day. I get an email from Google and they tell me (coughs) how many times these words were used in articles. So some days, like say I did rabbits, well some days I get no notifications, but then one day a hundred different publications are talking about rabbits and they're all saying the exact same thing about rabbits. Well, when you start to see that all of the publications are owned by the same beast and they all start to say the same thing at the same time, they're literally just parroting each other's stuff over and over, same headlines, twisted just a different way, and when you see that every single publication says the same exact thing. It's not um, a polarized narrative. They're not doing investigative reports. They're mimicking each other. They're saying the same thing over and over and over. So I did it for chemtrails. I did it for a couple of other topics. And the way that they control the psyche, the way that they control our perception of things, the way that they control the entire mental construct of certain topics is they will... Can control how we perceive things through these outlets that you never would think were connected. You know, eco, um, eco like nature channel, and then financial publications. And within three days they talk about the same thing, twisted a different way. Different demographics of people all over the world have been have been influenced by this. And at the if you can see it through the right lens by looking at it through the search terms like I have, you realize that these people came together in like a think tank beforehand and said we're gonna do it like this. None of it is actually natural anymore. The way that it comes out, it's not um, the way it used to. Where someone comes across some information and then they that you know, then the editor it's it's checked and then they know it's true and then blah blah blah. It's like they come out with it ahead of time, like a script, like a play, like a narrative to basically figure out how they're going to program us to perceive information a certain way. That's why everybody reacts the same way to certain information. Everybody says the same thing about chemtrails. Oh, they wouldn't spray it on themselves. People say the exact same thing. To certain keywords, people react the same thing. To COVID, people react the same way. They literally take what they got from the mainstream, like asymptomatic. Like, come on, that's a big fancy word that really doesn't really mean anything you know, but you got it from the news and now you're parroting it from some article that you hardly even read. A lot of these headlines come across people's social media and they don't even click on the headlines. They accept it as fact. And if you had actually clicked on it and read the article, it would literally in the end say that this was like a satire or, or wasn't even true or whatever. You know, you don't even get to the nitty gritty details of it all in the end. So the way that the mental construct is being completely twisted and eventually they're leading this down this like the The way that it looks with all the lockdowns and what have you is they're going to take away the libraries, take away the bookstores. Our only source of information, our only feed or stream of information is online. And they get to twist and dismantle that however they want. And certain books and certain movies and certain things will just not show up on our screen anymore. And it's, it's basically modern-day book burning without actually burning it. But with no one's seeing it because the algorithm has shadow banned it and quieted it, it is... A, a book burning, essentially. Why else we? Why do you think they call it Kindle? They're putting everything on there so that they can literally kind of like burn it. Kindling is what you do to start a fire. You know what I mean? What you <laughs> use to start, start a fire?
0: I didn't think about that. Good point. Um, yeah. I, I so I got something in the in the mail the other an email the other day from a doctor who I had talked to. I met him on Clubhouse, and we had uh, start. I was gonna want to have him on the show because. I, my last uh, episode I had or two episodes I put out was with a, another medical researcher talking about uh, topics that, you know, get us in trouble. And, you know, my last one got removed from YouTube for medical misinformation, quoting, I'm t- I'm quoting peer reviewed studies out of Canada and you know th- th- where nobody's talking about some of these other things and i'm not going to get into it because i'm on live on youtube right now and i don't want to get another strike and get you know what i mean it's like dude it's it's these everything there's so many things right now that are are, are being you're, you're being coerced indirectly kind of you know what i mean like oh it's so frustrating it is so frustrating today i wanted to go or one of my favorite bands uh, and this is a little bit off topic, but one of my favorite bands, which is Crystal Method, and I actually partied with them once um way back in the ni- early 90s. And so I wanted to go and try and, you know, go to their concert. Maybe I could, you know, hey, Ken, what's up, man? Remember me? I want to have you on my podcast. You know, I want to get them on the show because it was a really funny story uh, of how I met them. But um I can't, you know, it's just it's fuck. I forgot where I was going with that, but. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah. So what I, what this doctor had sent me, it was, um, it said the United States court of appeal. Let me, let me put that up here. So you guys know that I'm not just pulling this shit out of my ass <laughs> and, and showing you something that are just reading something randomly. Uh, let's go screen one share. So we're gonna do a little, little screen share here. And it says, the United States Court of Appeals for the District Court, District of Columbia circuit judges in favor of environmental health groups and petitioners finds FCC violated the Administrative Procedure Act and failed to respond to comments on environmental harm of all of these different 5G things. Right. And so uh, a decision came out to where. I think it's in there. It's it's back in their their uh, court right now, as to why you didn't you because they're not responding at all. They didn't respond to the harmful effects that that the five G, four G, three G, all of these G's, all the G's, and all the EMF that we have around me. I mean, I'm just looking at myself right now. I've got one device, two device, three, four, five, six, seven, all around me. So I could imagine that if I were to take a like if we could see what EMF actually looks like, I could take that spray and you remember how they do and like we see the red lines crossing where it'd just be all around us, like all kinds of stuff, you know, around. So what I took this to be was a, a win, but I mean, you never know all these organizations and all these like the FDA and everything else. I mean, did you realize, do you know that the FDA has a 96% Uh, approval rate on everything that comes through there. They never turn, they never turn anything down.
2: Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And even things that they do turn down, um, such as aspartame. They turn. I mean, if you look up the history, um, of aspartame, um, how many times did FDA, uh, ban aspartame right Um, I'm just looking it up see if it'll say really quick on here Um, it doesn't say by 1980 the FDA bans aspartame okay either way they it it went through their office like a dozen times and they kept banning banning it and banning it and banning it and banning it and it was toxic poisonous um, but like used bio warfare, and then one day at the time, Don, Donald Rumsfeld just said, "Hey, look, pass this." They said, "Okay." <laughs> um, um, I can't find it right now, but it's it's an amazing uh, thing to find because why would they why would they say no? How many times, right? Aspartame um, was religiously approved in 1974. Um, they, there's 168 studies submitted. Oh, I can't find it. it either way, it, it, all these things are amazing to to dig up. So I want to talk about really quick. When Wikipedia first came out, I thought it was a really cool concept, right? It's like, oh, you can be che- like fact-checked by your peers. That seems kind of cool, you know? The information is there, but then someone can come along and change it. And as long as everyone agrees with it, then it becomes fact, you know? But then the more I started realizing like that the herd sometimes gets it wrong, for instance, I started realizing that this whole idea of Wikipedia and this groupthink and like taking away the way people think because the herd doesn't think that way, I don't think I agree with that anymore at all. And as far as uh, 5G and the FDA and all that sort of stuff, yeah, they'll tell you right in your face that it's harmful, but they still won't do anything about it. You know, It's getting pretty fishy this whole revolving door between the fda the epa the fcc they all kind of like pass the buck to one another scratch each other's backs point the finger at one another but nothing ever gets done i mean back when i was growing up there used to be antitrust lawsuits for monopolies the department of justice would step in and say no to this and that but now we've got monsanto getting bought up by bayer for 66.6, $66.6 billion dollars and I mean, it's complete and total obvious conflict of interest when the company that's managing the food supply and making you sick is selling you the medicine after you get sick from it. I mean, there's so much of that that's that doesn't make any sense anymore. But I can't help but think that the more all this corruption and nonsense comes to the surface, you know, just the aspartame thing that I said. I mean, just the fact that the FDA will probably come along later on and say that the recent you know what's are not safe you know like just watching it all unfold right before our eyes is the most fertile soil we could ever ask for for the propagation of these seeds that we've been planting along the way the metaphor of these people waking up through the evil showing itself and people realizing what this duality may be good and evil and what have you yeah someone agrees with me you know what I'm saying so I can't help but find that silver lining and have some hope in it all. But these, these three letter organizations, sometimes they say things like the American Dental Association like said something like coconut oil is not good for your teeth. I rinse with coconut oil every morning and it, I've removed cavities from it. I think that most everything that these three letter organizations say that we can usually do almost the opposite. I mean, homogenizing or especially pasteurizing Boiling milk, pasteurization of things, bo- pasteurizing things like boiling juices, boiling milks, and all that sort of stuff, it's bogus. It's, it's actually harmful. And the flip side is health and raw things, and that's what's illegal and stuff. You know, you got to start to put your logic and intuition in charge in some of these instances and kind of take science or, or whatever it may be Into your own hands. You know, the activist, which is another word for human being or truth seeker or whatever you want to call it, the activist wears many, many hats nowadays. You know, you don't have to be a meteorologist or a weatherman to look at the sky and say, that plane's got nothing coming out of the back, that plane does, and watch the sky every day. You don't have to be a weatherman to do that. You also don't have to be a farmer to learn about fruit and food and to understand, you know, a lot of this very simple information that's been kept from us. You know, like I looked up the other day how many varieties of apples are just grown by people around the world and like cultivated and sold. There's 7,500 types of apples grown around the world. Like these things never really added up to me as a child or even as an adult when I started to learn there's different types of different things. And all these truths are kept quiet because if I knew how much abundance there was out there, I'd be so empowered and inspired that I wouldn't have to answer to anybody wikipedia google or the fda or anyone you know the power is all here i just have to understand or realize that you know everything has been kind of hijacked and i have to take back my own power you know what i'm saying
0: no i, I absolutely know what you're saying <clears throat> and i was just thinking um recently uh well not recently but probably like a couple months ago or mo- whenever it was my uh girlfriend and we were we planted a, a, a tomato plant. I know I've never planted a plant like that before. I've never grown my own food before. And, uh, my little four-year-old daughter helped. And it was crazy because once the, once the tomatoes started coming up and my daughter's really doesn't like to eat eat a lot of garbage, right. And doesn't really want to like, has a, it's just difficult trying to get her to eat healthy stuff. And once she's gotten onto that, that pattern. And so, it was interesting that she wanted to pick it, right. It was ready to go. I want to pick it. I want to pick it. So we're showing her, all right, so you got to pick it this way and you know, do all that. And then she wanted to, to, she was interested in like, I want to eat it now, you know, and she ate the whole thing. And now every time she comes over, she eats a whole tomato. And that was pretty cool. And I think it, it had to do with that curiosity of like, I took part in it from beginning and I watched it grow. It started growing. I saw the fruit. I was able to pick it. And it just sparked that interest in her, I think. And I thought it was pretty cool. And now I wanna grow my own shit, my own food. It's embedded in us, brother. Our ancestors
2: did it. Our ancestors' ancestors did it. And it's how we like literally provide for ourselves. It's just kind of been taken away, but it's so empowering. And one of the best things that you can do as a parent is just show the children some simple stuff like that. Like I, the similar story, I pulled a tomato plant out of the crack in the concrete before and watched it thrive. And the children in my life, I don't have any of my own, but my girlfriend's kids, just by seeing different things like that, like a sunflower grow or a pumpkin grow, our, our, our kids' friends were over the other day. And I was showing them about the, the process of you put the seed in the ground, it grows the plant. And then the pumpkin has seeds in it and you can take the seeds out of the pumpkin and grow the plant. And it's just this endless cycle of life. I was showing this eight year old girl. I showed her the seeds and I said, you put the seed in the ground, it grows the plant. She told me that's not how it works. And I was like, wow, no, it really is, hun. that's what happens. The seeds, you put it in the ground, it grows the plant. She goes, no, you throw the seeds away. You buy the, the, the thing at the store. You know, she just didn't have a grasp of it. And I live in a farming kind of community. And still the youth don't have that grasp of what's really going on. I guarantee you, you go to the hood and talk to full-grown adults. And I know a lot of people don't know that there's more than one type of a lemon. They don't know that potatoes, if you put them in the ground, they grow potatoes. They don't know a lot of things that I didn't know when I was in my 30s. And I thought I knew so much. And it's just these very, very simple truths that gets you connected, like literally grounded and connected to the elements. And the earlier you learn these things, like the kids especially, I love seeing these children light up when they can put the pieces of the puzzle together and realize that these things come from something that they can do themselves,
0: literally. Yeah. One of the one of the best memes I think I've ever seen when it comes to uh, you know, father, daughter, you know, or or son, whatever it is, you know, parent and child was. It was a a dad and a son sitting off a dock fishing, uh, you know, had their legs hanging off and the sunset, uh, nice ambient sunset in the back. And it said, don't try to give your kids the life you wish you had. Teach them the things you wish you knew instead. And that is a very powerful like, if you just think about it, because how many times do you, you know, as like for me, I was always thinking about like what I didn't have and what I would want to provide for my, my kids, you know, well, giving them a better life than I had. And Mm -hmm. I think that knowledge and like in, in printing and empowering them with the knowledge that you didn't know, but gained that helped you through these hurdles that we're going to they're inevitably going to go through in life um and you know if if we don't make a change in society soon um and you know if, if whatever's playing out ends up playing out the way that they want it to and we end up in an authoritarian type of censored reality we're in trouble uh you know the the life that we enjoyed growing up our children will not enjoy that if they're young uh the same thing so i mean i think we're at, we're at kind of like a precipice right now and in and i don't want to like sound like doom and gloom but we have to realize that in order for us to thrive as a species the way that we were intended to naturally and and without the the barriers and, and things and all of the, the stuff that was happening, like if we just stripped it right down to the basics and we go back to being a hunter-gatherer society, um, you know, in villages like it was, we all only have each other. You know, we are we are way more alike than we are different. We are gonna be the only ones that can save us. And we need to start organizing and figuring out how we are going to do this. Either we're going to rise up and try to beat this or we're going to have to figure out some sort of a parallel society to break off into, you know, and start going back to like, all right, well, if we don't want to be involved in this society, then maybe we should go and figure out some other kind of a monetary system that we can live on. A barter system whatever it is in in other areas i don't know i like that idea i wish i could just get off the grid and just go back to you know like homesteading and and just living off the land and you know just thriving that way all okay. of all of this technology to me is just it, it keeps me from being bored but if I was out and out and you know taking care of gardens and and, and growing food and and you know t- tending other things uh, that would keep you from being bored too.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that we will have the opportunity to build a new world. Um, we especially need to be able to offer something to the next generation. We can't just offer them either um, enslavement or <laughs> like, like what what do we have to offer them right now nothing really so we have to build up something slowly but surely you know a grocery store people can shop in where they don't have to whatever where where a face covering or show medical whatever this and that you know we will have to create and then in that world we'll get to create that that utopia that we always wanted so it's a blessing and a curse you know i think we might not be looking to just like fight and like topple the evil regime. I mean, they've got their grip on it. They're, the truth um, awakening is small, but steadily growing. So we have to kind of build that fire slowly. You know, when you're building a fire, you, you're really gentle on it. You don't just throw the big logs on first. You, you throw on the pine, the pine needles and get it going. And that's what we're doing, right? So um, in my community... I'm a part of these little pods that are sprouting up, these small kind of homeschool collective kind of things, you know? Also, I'm looking at trying to create an underground membership, real co-op, real cooperative kind of grocery store where we could shop with freedom in mind and all these sort of things. But, you know, we are at a precipice. It is going to get weird. We're not just negative Nancy like doomsdayers. The writing's on the wall. And ignoring it is kind of being complicit. I think we have to step up and see, like, I, I've been to these parent groups and all these different things recently. And the, what I keep saying is to people is, are we even acknowledging where we're at? Because to me, we're in a war. Like, we have to acknowledge where we are at. If there were bombs dropping from the sky, everyone would pick a, sky, a, a side, you know, Everyone here. But instead, people are like, oh, maybe it'll go back to normal or oh, whatever. But they say things like, well, my 16-year-old just wants to finish high school. Well, of course they do. What are you offering them? Another high school? A homeschool opportunity? No, you're offering them nothing. And you're expecting them to just kind of break away from this thing that you've built up and and told them they have to go to anyways. And what? Like, come on to your side of the truth because you say so. I mean, like, we have to give them a whole new world. It's going to take time resources, energy, money, and commitment. And some people out there have these resources and they could make it happen. They just have to acknowledge where we're at. You know, war is kind of a drastic word, but it's a spiritual battle. We have to acknowledge where we are at and where we are going. Um, While you were talking, I looked up the aspartame thing just to clarify. Aspartame, with all these studies, was presented to the FDA two times. And two times, the panel of the FDA members banned aspartame. No, you can't put it in Diet Coke. No, you can't put it in anything. It is toxic. It is uh, poisonous. Then third time they said yes. So like that just goes to show like how could someone, how could a whole panel of people say something's poisonous? And then after two rounds of all these studies finally say it's okay. It's no longer a bioweapon. Go ahead and put it in Diet Coke. It just doesn't make any sense. But But like on a very positive note, this is not the end this is the very beginning and when this like parallel worlds are forming and it seems like everything is crumbling and they're trying to polarize us and get us to fight one another i think that we can all stand down not fight one another okay but also if things are going to get really weird we do have to create and and in that creative like beautiful space of like you know creativity is, is, is a really neat place to be in we get to come together, you know, and, and do what we always wanted to do. Like, look, we weren't going to pull our kids from public school before. You know, it wasn't that bad. But now it kind of is. Now it's kind of getting to the point where we have to make these really critical decisions. Like the nurses before, they weren't just going to leave their job, even though they were, we, they were working for Big Pharma and they knew that they were working for the man. But now they're saying, get the jab or you're fired with no benefits. These nurses are actually standing up. I went to this huge protest two nights ago. A couple thousand people showed up. I thought it was going to be dozens of people. You know, it's giving me hope that there will be a, a, a shift. What's it going to look like? It's up to us to determine what it's going to look like, you know? So I think that it's it's all going to be gravy. I think both sides need to stand down and not fight one another. It's very clear that we're becoming polarized through by design, through the narrative, And what have you I'd really like to buck that but I think the best way is to lead by example the example of peace the example of like utopia like dude the children when they come into this world if they're offered slavery (laughs) and mega cities and 5g and all this or like this natural beautiful permaculture world of freedom you know when they're when they come of age and they get to pick for themselves they'll pick the natural way if we offer it, you know, the, be- the beautiful, like, human way, right? Because humanity is natural. We're not, we're not, like, synthetic mechanical beings that are meant to be chipped and, and robotic with, like, this, what, one personality hive, mind, singularity, um, <laughs> transhuman reality. That's, that's the opposite of the natural world that we come from, that we strive to be, you know?
0: individuality Mm -hmm. that's what makes people great is that they're all different and they all have different perspectives and different outlooks uh different wants needs um uh, loves and desires and all that stuff that's just what makes people people and that's what makes them great and i'd like to keep them that way honestly uh, if we can. Um, so we're we're at about an hour and five right now. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about your clothing line? We haven't touched on that at all. Uh, what what made you want to do that? And uh go ahead and plug it if you want.
2: Yeah, thanks. So um, please, everyone out there, if you can take the time to check out Franken Skies, the movie, it's online for free, frankenskies.com. Um, even if you just watch the first 20-30 minutes, it's so eye-opening. And then you have this reference point, you have a tool to talk about something that maybe you didn't even have any reference point before. Along with that, my activist career has um, led in another direction, which is protection from EMS radiation. This is the radiation that's coming off of cell towers, phones, smart meters, Wi-Fi routers. It's all this invisible radiation that like you said, if we could see it, it'd be shooting around everywhere, but we cannot see it, which makes it, easy to be weaponized and problematic because if you can't see it it's hard to even believe that it's there but it is and this radiation does slowly build up in our bodies and we start to experience harm from it like john mccain he held his phone to his head and talked on it a lot and then he got a brain tumor and he said oh that's from where i held my phone you know he got the brain tumor removed he kept using the phone he got another brain tumor he said oh it's from my phone and he died you know like these things are pretty much in the consciousness enough that people understand and even says In your iPhone um, disclosure disclaimer to keep the phone a few um, millimeters or centimeters from your head you know not to put it up to your head the awareness is there and um, I'm sorry if you guys love your Bluetooth headphones but the Bluetooth headphones actually communicate with one another through your brain and I wouldn't want to have that radiation slowly accumulating and there's just ways to mitigate and not to be exposed to so much of this as it becomes so much more pervasive. So as 5G comes, 5G comes with a lot more radiation and 5G is actually being cranked up while we're, everyone's seeing all these different symptoms and running around saying that they've lost their sense of taste while that's actually a symptom of radiation sickness. Um, so I can talk, I could talk about that forever but what my clothing line is is overseas in Korea, China, Japan, Even Israel and Germany and some European countries, it's common knowledge that you can wear these maternity aprons, maternity clothing, and even men's underwear that are lined with metal, literal metal fabric. So steel works really well. Copper is all right, but it's brittle. And silver works really well. So I ended up using silver for all of my clothing and my foam bags. And I have the nice uh, catchphrase, wherever there's hope, there's always a silver lining. And the name of the company is Hope. But in Latin, it's Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, Spiro. And it's uh, Spanish and Latin and Italian for hope or I hope in some of the languages. And it's because I strive to bring hope to the next generation by protecting the pregnant women, protecting us, protecting the youth. And um, what I think 5G is, along with all this other stuff, um, this medical whatnot that's going on, is they want to make it so that people can't have... Children the next generation is really being targeted and then that can push this agenda even further this robotic future to quote Live forever to save humanity That'll be like on the front page of Time magazine and whatnot when people get to the point where they're infertile because of all this 5g and um, The all this other medical stuff that's going on right now. So the silver lined hats hoodies pregnancy stuff baby blankets women's leggings. I've got some really awesome basketball shorts now um, it's all the best EMF clothing in the world and it's all the best priced, like least expensive because a lot of it out there was super overpriced and not very high quality. So I've been trying to be the best EMF protective company in the world and I am now and I'm really excited about that. So please check us out, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, gear, sparrowgear.com, Sparrowgear on Instagram. And I have these foam bags that you put your phone in and it's two layers of the silver fabric. And no phone um, penetrates the phone bag. It's just like it's like called a Faraday phone bag. You put your phone in the bag and you get no signal, no tracking, no tracing, no radiation, no nothing while it's in the bag. And what was really interesting, really quick side note, is the bags were not double layered before and they worked fine. But then March of last year, right when all this other stuff started happening, all of a sudden the phones were penetrating the phone bags. And I had made double-layered bags and reimbursed everybody with these n- new bags. But what ha- was happening were these smartphones were being cranked up to a new bandwidth to be able to propagate the 5G signal. And these phones were emitting like 10 to 100 times more radiation than before. So much they are penetrating these phone bags designed to not be penetrated. And so the company that I work with was shocked. And I was shocked. And all of the people that had bought the phone bags were shocked. But come to find out last spring the phones started emitting a lot more radiation when 5g started getting cranked up all over the united states and i started to realize that there was a connection between the amount of radiation coming out and the symptoms that people were seeing overwhelming hospitals saying that they were coming down with you know what they might have actually been just experiencing some uh, low key uh, radiation symptom sicknesses which over time your body just adjusts to and what an amazing smoke screen globally Um, The narrative was to prevent the telecom agencies from being scrutinized whatsoever by the rollout of some potentially very harmful uh, technology and intrusive technology. So um, I hope that people can check me out over there. And then also, I have another website called Actual Activists, plural, actualactivists.com. And on there, I have a daily blog that I'm really proud of and a lot of information, um, especially on health but also on fluoride, chemtrails, you name it, 5G. It's a plethora database of information. Please check it out. It's kind of like a one-stop shop resource. And actual activists for it's like a play on words for people that are actually being active and not just sitting on their couch and getting out in the world, but also there's activists that pretend to be activists and they're just government agents and whatnot. So it's kind of like this truth, one-stop shop for integrity. So I hope you can check us out, me out over there. And then um, while I'm babbling, check me out on social media, Matt Landman on Facebook. And then um, I wish I could plug my YouTube, but I just sadly lost my entire library of stuff for medical misinformation. So rest in peace, Matt Landman YouTube channel. And um, and thank you, uh, Sean, for, for having me on, brother.
0: No worries, man. Thank you for coming out on a on a Saturday and, and a Saturday afternoon, and and you know being able to you know hold this space and 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 talk mm-hmm. about these things because uh, they are important. And all of Matt's information, all of his links, everything that he just put out there is available direct links in the description of this uh, broadcast, and it'll also be in the show notes as well when this goes up as a as a podcast on iHeart radio youtube or no uh, what is that itunes and spotify and all those other groovy places that this uh show goes to um yeah so i i definitely appreciate it and uh look forward to seeing your next documentary uh franken skies too because you're probably gonna have a lot more of the stuff that uh uh I would imagine is is a little bit more relevant. This last year has is, is given content creators plenty of stuff to to pull from. That's for sure. Um, and I and I also remember, like to to tail onto what you were saying about you know the the pumping up of of the the, the signals and and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the five G towers were popping up like crazy when we were all locked down.
2: Yep. Yes. And, everyone was and, witnessing that. Um, yeah. and, um, not to interrupt you, but also if you think about all these children, they were never in front of the screen for that kind of duration. They were at school running around playing with their friend. And now they're in front of a Wi-Fi emitting device probably, which is being cranked up onto a new signal. They're putting up towers everywhere. They're cranking up everyone's signal. So not only is, are the towers being put up and the, the signals being increased, but just the duration, the exposure time, the, the um, amount of hours per day that these kids especially are being exposed to it, it went through the roof during the lockdowns too. So that's something that parents need to understand that, I mean, this, this whole next generation is just being primed for a whole, new, a whole new digitization of humanity that it's up to us to kind of sidestep, steer the children through truth and integrity
0: and show them you know, the light, in my opinion. All right, we have one question here and that, just, that just slipped in. It said If they seed clouds in Antarctica, won't global warming become non existent?
2: Um, well, they could definitely seed clouds to combat global warming, but they pretend like that they can't. And then they want to fight global warming with geoengineering, which is this creating of an artificial cloud layer to dim the sun um but yeah if they wanted to go and just prevent the ice caps from melting and add a whole bunch of snow layer like they go to Vail or ski resorts and they create snowpack like could mm-hmm. they do that in the north pole or whatever or antarctica or whatever yeah they could do that all day long you know they should and could but why don't they even discuss that because then we would know that we're not victims you know and we would embrace the opposite of fear which is like truth and love
0: and all that, and then we'd be unstoppable. And fear and stress is actually, uh, it attacks your immune system. So if you're in fear and stress all the time, it is actually having an effect on your immune system, and it's breaking it down and allowing these, uh, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, anyways. It's all very (laughs) interconnected. It's all interconnected,
2: mind, body, soul, all of it. Yep.
0: All right, Matt, hang tight uh, after I'm going to do the outro and then I'm going to get back with you. And I got a couple more things to talk to you offline. So I'll be right back with you. Thank you. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Next time. Until next time. All right, brother. All right. Well, that was a good one, man. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed the, uh, the banter back and forth. Um, check out the documentary. I I said, I just watched it this morning. The direct link is in the description, uh, frankenskies.com, uh, movie.com. I think it is go hit that it's about an hour and 20 minutes. It is all like, um, it's, it's, just clips that were actually put out by the military that were explaining what they were doing at one point before they decided to go, uh, go dark on a lot of their programs that they uh, figured out. So check it out. Um, I definitely enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. Uh, Stay tuned. Um, uh, I'll be bringing you, I haven't been doing these quite as much just because I've been going back to work, but I've been, uh, uh, Home for the last couple of days. Work sort of slowed down, so I've been able to to upload more content to the podcast via um, via the uh, what's it called the uh, podcast platforms like iHeart Radio and and uh, iTunes and all of that. So keep on the lookout for this one. This one will be there at some point as well. And as usual, keep it one hundred. Stay true to yourself because everything else is just noise.